The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the spitting everywhere like the mighty spitting cobra. Tammy, the not swallowing Underwood. Hey, Tammy, how to do stop, it? Stop that. Stop that right now. Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh. What are you I, looking at over there, Scott, Tammy? I'm going to throw something at you. Knock that off. I got to tell you guys what happened before we start this episode. We were, I'm just about ready to hit record so we can record the episode. And... Uh, I was going to take my pills. We're doing an episode today that I'm that I'm, I'm I titled it Death Row Eleven, and this is about um, there's a, a psychological disorder, and I can't. Remember. It's called high bristophilia. Yeah, that something about bristles and <laughs> something. Whatever. And and she goes, well, I guess you're looking for love in all the wrong places. And what what the, what is when you, when people fall in love with others that are on death row or in prison that aren't accessible? And I go, well, unless you have a hair lip, then you're booking penub. <laughs> And it, I tried not to laugh. And I made this show. I can't see her on the other side of death. We got computer monitors in the way and, and sound shields and all kinds of shit. And all of a sudden, I hear her choking and I hear. <laughs> she's like, you're an asshole. I, had, I was trying to take a drink and I just shot coffee out my nose and spit it everywhere. I need a towel. I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome when you're booking. <laughs> at least he ran and got me a towel. I appreciate that. Otherwise, there'd be coffee everywhere. <laughs> and it's not like you to spit. From what I heard from your customers, okay, you normally swallow. you know swallow. what? That's it. We're done. <laughs> Do you know what your mom and a turkey have in common? Oh, my God. No. I don't, I know where you're going with this. At least I think I do. And no, don't say it. Or I should say the difference between a, a, a mom and, your, and a turkey. What, Scott? Your mom loves to be stuffed. And she likes, McCook! <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stuff her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Anyways, we have to get on task. Oh, fine. Yeah we, yeah, we do. Okay, fine. Okay. Anyways. So, let's talk about this episode that I have titled Death Road Lovin', which to me is, is, is bizarre. And I, I'll take. okay, I understand having affection for somebody who is incarcerated. Right. Okay, but even on death row, because we've made really good connections with people that either have life sentences Mm -hmm. or are sitting on death row. Yep. And, you know, and the only reason that they're not already dead is because the states that they're in said, okay, we're going to... There's a moratorium. There's a moratorium on them. Mm -hmm. And the one time Todd has to call and we're fucking recording. Oh, well, you know. So he can go to voicemail. Yeah. Is he calling on your phone? Yeah. Oh, well, there you have it. He probably thought we weren't going to record today since I was sick. And he's booking Penub, so. <laughs> okay, that is enough of that. Booking Penub. Scott in South Alexander. Carolina don't places. make me say all of your names. Guys, I will. <laughs> but what I don't understand. Right. Is the marriage aspect of it. And, and here's why because part of a healthy relationship, part of a marriage. Is right. the sexual aspect and the, and, of it. Yeah, the whole, that the person to person. And... Well, because intimacy isn't just sex, but no, I that agree. whole person to person connection, intimacy type thing that you, you know, like the holding hands, the sitting down for dinner, 
you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And intimacy is not there when you're, you know, intimacy is progressive, too, because intimacy, of course, is like phone calls and things like that where, you, where you're sharing your day or sharing right. your, your, your feelings and, and things like that. And in today's modern age with technology, you know, sending dirty pictures back and forth when yeah. appropriate. Um, but well, yeah, because I mean, I know nobody likes a random dick pic. I'm just saying. well, that you don't you don't just start off with like, hey, let's go out on our first date, and then after the first date, boom, dick pic. No, right. that's fucking rude, dude. And and it's it's the same way for for guys to be honest. Like if I if I go out with a chick on the first date, the very first date, and like just before or just after the date, all of a sudden she clam slams me on the phone. <laughs> I you know, know? Right? it's like, ooh, hey, <laughs> it, it, chill out with the cooter pic, man. <laughs> Like, fucking, we haven't even had sex yet. Leave something to my imagination. Then you're looking at it going, God damn, it looks like an Arby's roast beef and <laughs> okay. cheddar. God but no, damn. There, you might want to go see a doctor with that one, Sally. There is some, I mean, there's a whole aspect that I just don't understand. I mean, I, I can get, you know, having like a, not even just falling, not falling in love. Because to me, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm sworn off love, anyways. Um, however, I don't understand. That's because you were booking Penub and all my plans. <laughs> okay, that is enough. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Scott, I'm going to throw something at you. That is not appropriate. By the way, to Scott, that is not appropriate. If you're booking Penub, okay. you can send a message to Tammy Underwood. <laughs> okay, that is not appropriate, Scott Alexander. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is this, is I don't understand even people who are there for 20, 30 years, because that's still a long time. Right. You know, one of the things that I enjoy about being intimate with a partner is, you know, small things. It's not so much the sex, because I can I, I, I can get sex pretty regularly from 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 anywhere. Yeah. I got no problem with attracting the poussoir. Right. But there's a difference between sex and and the intimacy, which is that, you know, sometimes, don't fucking judge me when I say this next thing, you motherfuckers out there. But um, small things like just cuddling in bed and talking. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, or, or, you know, not even so much like spooning or anything like that, but just laying in bed. Maybe you're playing a video game. You're shooting the shit back and forth, you know. Yeah, just sitting there. Yeah, just, you know, all having all conversation. And, yeah. And a lot of it is also, um, you know, because I had a conversation with an ex-boyfriend about that intimacy aspect, right? Because he thought it was just sex. I go, no. And I grabbed his hand. I said, this is intimacy. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. And knowing that you have somebody you can talk to anytime you need to. And for just two ninety nine a month. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean, though? Right, And right, somebody right. that you can tell your, you know, your fears to and your secrets to that's not going to spread them everywhere. Right, because with intimacy comes trust. You exactly. Have to, you have to trust the person that you're with. Like, it, okay, let's, let's make up some f- fictitious names, okay? Mm-hmm. Just for the, the, the sake of this example. And if this is your name, we apologize. Yeah, I apologize. I know I'm not fucking sticking it in your butt. Anywho's. That is not appropriate. What? I'm always in trouble. Anyway, so let's say that um, that I got a date with a chick named Lisa. Okay? okay. And we go out. We have a great time. We just fucking and, and everything. And we're like friends with benefits. Right. Okay. That's not intimate. Right. It's it's sex. It's, you know, she, she does a booty call. I do a booty call. Fantastic. Yeah. 
let's say that um, I am with someone named Jen. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> I just Any, realized the name that I threw uh, out yeah, there. Yeah, My bad. There My you bad. go. It, that's a totally different thing because I, you know, uh, with this fictitious Jen, um, yeah, it, it, if we're together, sex is going to happen. Right. You know, but there's also intimate moments like, you know, maybe she's having a totally shit day. Right. You know, and she can call me, God, fuck, I can't, just can't believe the bullshit that's going on, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'm having a shit day. I got, I got to fucking call and just vent. God damn it. That, 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 this is what happened. Right. You know, and I can't imagine that you would get that level of intimacy. Well, yeah, because you can't call prison. them and talk to them. You can't, you know, yeah, like you don't you, have that. They can only call you when they have scheduled times or they can or whatever, you know. Right. So let's say that you're in love with someone named Bob. You know, or in my case, it wouldn't be Bob. It'd be like Glenn or something. But, um, no, my bad. <laughs> but, um, no, let, let's say that, you're, that, that your loved one is in prison. You fell in love with this person. They're in prison. You've never had those real intimate times. But now you're having that shit day. Right. Just the garbage day. Fucking, I've called you and talked to you about my shit days. I fucking just need to vent because everything goes wrong that day. Oh, yeah. I called you and just said, I need to vent. Don't try to fix it. Yeah. I just need to vent. Right, just right. got to fix her. Because intimacy isn't just about lovers. It's about no. friends, too. Exactly. You can have an intimate relationship with, like, your best friend. Yeah, you know, totes. So, but you, you don't have the access when you're, you know, let's say, like, Glenn is in prison. Right. You know, or Barbara. Let's just go, for me, it'd be like a barber or something. Right. You know? Or Jen, the Skinner, because eventually she's going to get arrested. Um, it, I can't just call up, though. And go, hey, I don't know what you're doing right now. Or even send a text message. Hey, I don't know what you're doing, but I really need to vent. It's been a shit day. This is what's happening. No, you got to fucking wait. The best that you can do is send an email. Right. But then. Nowadays, but you couldn't before. You couldn't before, but nowadays. But here's the problem with that. Do you want to vent all of your shit to a guard that's going Going to to read read it? it? Yes, exactly. Because. While on the surface, they, the guard's not going to send back a message going, ha, 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 you're a fucking dick. No. You're a dumbass. But in your head, it's like somebody else is reading this. Now they know right. my personal shit. Exactly. Exactly. I think I, I would have a huge problem with that. I know. I, I would, too. So, I mean, that's why, I mean, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because it is a psychological thing. You know, it's psychology and it's actually... I'll get into it in a minute, but, you know, it's, it's a phenomenon. Um, because I know we've talked about some women who have developed relationships with serial killers after they were arrested or convicted. You know, so, like I said, we know this is a phenomenon, right? Now, I'm going to give you a for instance. We normally wouldn't talk about this person, but he fits into this picture. In early 1980, you know, way back, right around the time they started coining the phrase serial killer, A woman by the name of Carol Ann Boone was taking advantage of an obscure Florida law, probably in Jacksonville. Fucking Florida. To marry a man she loved in the courtroom by making a public declaration on the record. Right? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. He accepted. Oh, yes, I do. Yes. It's it's, It's Bundy. Yes. But check this out. Even now, I mean, back then they had conjugal visits. 
They don't have that. I think there might be one state unless they outlawed it in that state. But hold on, I got to interject there, okay? Not having conjugal visits is fucking stupid, and let me tell you why. Oh, I can tell you why. I can tell you exactly why. Number one, people that are in prison, there's there's already a lot of tension. There is a whole lot of tension. And you know what? They can get in trouble for masturbating. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you can literally get a write-up and go to the hole, is what they call it, for masturbating. I would be in solitary forever. Exactly. But yeah, okay. What's the best way to relieve tension for most people? Not everybody, but most people. Exactly. It's sexual release. So if you could have those intimate moments with your partner. Yeah, then I kind of understand a little bit. Right. I mean, I, I totally understand. But there's more to the conjugal visits, too, because they have to be on their best behavior. So it keeps them in line and it cuts down on prison violence and right. you know, rule breaking and all that crap. Well, it's kind of like what Keith Jesperson told me. When, when I visited him the first time, him and I were talking, and he goes, so ask yourself a question. What keeps me from getting up and killing you right now? <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm sitting there going, because I'm not a chick, and I can fight back. <laughs> Duh. But <laughs> I say that, but I like Keith. I like Keith. I know, right? Um, he goes, I, I go, well, because there's guards watching us and, and everything like that. He says, no, that has nothing to do with it. I've, I already have multiple life sentences. So right. what are they going to do? Throw me in the hole? I said, no, this is what it is. Outside, there's a putt-putt gar- golf course. Oh, yeah, there is over I have there. a TV in my room. Yeah, they I have horseshoes. Tra- they have all that yeah, shit over there. Yeah, we got games we can play. Yeah. If I step out of line, I lose my TV. Yep. I don't get to play putt-putt golf. I might not yep. get to paint. He gets all of draw. his yeah, privileges taken away, his that's honor dorm taken away, all that crap. I was like, holy fuck, that's yeah. it's brilliant. And, and and Oregon's not just the only place that does it. There's multiple states that do it, but there's also other countries right. where they actually move you into a little apartment. You're still in prison. Right. I, I think that... Um, um, Amsterdam, Sweden, Sweden... Amsterdam, Sweden, and... Um, um, not Russia or Germany. No. Uh, fuck. Switzerland? Maybe. I can't remember. Maybe. I know it's over there. It's it's a couple of European countries. But to give it back. But here's the thing with, the, with, with that. It's like, okay. And I'm not even saying, well, you have to be married to have sex. No, you don't have to be married to have sex. Jesus fucking Christ. We're all adults, okay? So let's say, let's, let's use Todd because we know that yeah. Todd would fuck a door if he had the chance. This is true. You know, if he could have conjugal visits. Now, granted, he's always on his best behavior to begin with. Well, yeah, because, he, yeah. You know, it, it gives people leverage. You can go, hey, man, like you said, you got to be on your best behavior. That means you act right. Yep. You go to classes. You do your thing. Mm-hmm. It, and what you get for that is you get some pussy. Yeah. That's what or I know. Woman, some of you, you get some dick. I know out there you guys, oh, my God, he said pussy. If this is your first time listening to this and this is the first time you've heard me say pussy. Then I'm sorry. Strap in because you're in for a bumpy ass fucking ride. But no, it's like even if you're a woman, it's like you can have you know some little penis. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're 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 a woman. You're in you're in prison, and you know that your man's going to come. He's going to give you some dick. Yeah. But but the caveat is is. If you go to work and you're a fuck up or you're fighting or right. they catch you with cell phones or maybe you're making any you know, contraband, anything, anything like that. Guess what? Your dick appointment canceled. Bye bye. 
You're it, it's gone. and it'd be canceled for quite some time. Yeah. Right. And so you can prove that you got your shit together right. and now you can get some dick. Right. And so, I mean, remember, I mean, you can see it still in some documentaries because his uh, trial was actually videoed. Um, but he actually accepted right there in the courtroom and they got married right there. I would too. Ted was and, cute. <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> and then um, because of the conjugal vi- visits, they actually had a daughter in 1982. See, and I'm not opposed to that. How, what I am opposed to, though, is a woman getting pregnant while in prison. Right. Because that shouldn't be a burden on the taxpayers. No, and that shouldn't so, be a burden on that child. I think that it should be. Pr- it would be prudent to have anybody who's having... Yeah, be on birth control. Be on birth some control. Sort. Yeah. You I know? mean, um, I agree, because that's not even fair to the child that their exactly. mom is locked up. Exactly. I mean, some people... I mean, some institutions around the country, if the woman is pregnant... When she goes to jail, they have certain areas where they can keep that child for like three to six months, you know, so that they can have that, you know. The bonding. Yeah. But uh, eventually they have to give the child to somebody or put it up for adoption. And um, it, it's it, that would be hard on me. It would. But the whole thing is, without having those components, I question, do you really have a relationship by pure definition, I mean, I, I, right. because you're not going to get that intimacy. Exactly. Um, you know, you don't really get that companionship so much. It's 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 companionship, but in smaller doses. Right, right. You know, and and the, this is the thing about this Carol Boone and Ted Bunny incident. Is that he ended up calling her as a character witness during his, you know, sentencing. That he later got sentenced to death for multiple murders. But get this. She didn't even know him before the trial started. She just started showing up to court with other women who were going to court dressed like his victims in order to get his attention. I don't, I didn't All know these women this, wanted he had to be good dick. with him. He better have. I mean, come on. I'm telling you, if, if you're going there to, and marrying somebody who's a, who's a fucking serial killer in court, yeah. you better have some good dick going on. Or good. Dude. We, we have female serial killers, too, man. You better we be do. sucking the chrome some off of them. Some of them have been on death row. Yeah. I would. I, 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 I can tell you this, though. Like, Eileen Warnos, there'd be no fucking uh, way. No, she, that but she was gay, too, but that's not the point. She scares the ever-loving Dude, shit out of me. she scared me, too. And she's dead, and she still scares yeah, me. Yeah, I know, right? So these women, though, that were at Bundy's trial, you know, who were trying to compete for his attention, um, are not alone, okay? Th- that wasn't an isolated incident. Almost every high-profile serial killer, rapist, or other psychopathic criminal eventually gets fan mail from people who claim to be in love with them. Scott's talk I mean Scott. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> talked about it. How he's gotten these you know, these letters from women who have proposed to him and, you know, want certain body parts when he dies and, you know, all that crap. Me too, Toddly. Anyways, but the psychologists actually call it this phenomenon hybristophilia. How and long did it take you to figure out how to say that? Um actually if you read it, it's almost phonetic. Oh, oh, okay. It's H-Y-B-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-I-L-I-A, hybristophilia. Oh, no, yeah. you're right. That is pretty much fucking... Phonetic, yeah. yeah. So, but that is, it actually has a definition. It's defined as feeling romantic or sexual arousal for criminals or an act of crime itself. Now, this phenomenon of people 
which are overwhelmingly women, you rarely see it in men, who seek the attention of a violent, dangerous criminal might seem odd to the average person. But according to some reports that I read, like, like um, what are they called, journal? You know what I mean? Right. When medical journal things. Yeah. Um, actually say it's surprisingly common. Um, according to some re- research that was done by Dr. Philippe Ben Ben Simon B E N S I M O N Yeah Ben Simon Yeah he was a criminologist up in Montreal upwards of 4% of Canadian prison and jail employees show signs of this condition like the employees and we've seen that in the news how these women fall in love with these dangerous men and break them out of prison or jail well, That actually makes sense to me yeah, because and, and they because they, they have that intimacy, they have that closeness, right. and they're taking care of these people, and they see a different side. Right, you're developing a relationship. It's right. no different than in the in in the comic books and TV shows. You know, uh, Harlequin and the Joker. Right, it's the same thing. It's uh, that that's actually what those right. characters were based on. Right, is that same phenomenon because well, yeah, because she was his uh, his lawyer, his therapist. I can't remember. Then ended up falling in love and breaking him out and becoming Harlequin. But um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I, I, that freaking got makes jumped sense. in a bat of acid. What doesn't make sense to me is like the Ted Bundy case, right? Where this Carol chick, this Carol Boone, Did, didn't even know him. Didn't even know him. Just shows up just, and all of a sudden yeah. goes, "I need, will you marry me? I want a piece of that ass. I want That's a piece want. of that." But you know, it, but this also may be a significant. Oh wait, I wanted to say something first because you know everybody knows I did a minute in the women's in prison down here. Twenty years. I did not. I did three years, eleven months. Because uh, and, and it was it was a combination of charges. It was prostitution. It was had nothing and, to do um, with sex, drugs, or even rock and roll for that. Having matter. sex with animals at the that zoo. Not, that was that was another that. one. Um, you you know, know, bestiality is a freaking uh, paraphilia, but that's not me. Um, that rhino didn't agree with that. Anyways, some women, you know, when it started to get overcrowded, a little overcrowded, actually did interstate compacts to other states. You know, I, I had a friend who went to Nebraska and her co-defendant actually went to another state, too. Well, my friend who went to Nebraska found a way to get out the fence and she escaped, eventually got caught in a hotel room and shipped back to Oregon. But her co-defendant had a guard that fell in love with her and broke her out of prison. And Holy shit. Yeah. It, I mean, so it happens with women, too, especially if you are into same-sex relationships. You know, but this is also a factor in personal relationships who are, are, are outside of correctional facilities. Because we have a friend who actually got married on death row. Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know? Actually, a very good friend of ours. Very good friend. Um, and he is, like, in love with her. And from what I understand, she's deeply in love with him, too. What gets me about that dynamic, and I'm not sure if we're going to mention him on the show right now or not. No, I don't think. I think we'll mention him later. Is the distance. Mm. Because she's, That's true. She's she, in another country. Yeah, And she, she flies in twice. When she can. Yeah, whenever she can, twice, three, four times a year. And they, they visit. But still, there's no conjugal visits. Right. And she hasn't been doing it since COVID because they don't have, because before they could come for three days. You know, have a visit a certain amount of time, visit the first day, some the second day, and some the third day. You know, so she could visit three days in a row. But they don't really have that anymore because of COVID. Right, right, right. But yeah. You know, so there is that. And it's just, 
I don't know. Like I said, so a lot of people try to write this behavior off as just a symptom of a mental illness, but technically it's not that simple. Hybristophilia is not a mental disorder. It's a condition known as a paraphilia. So in other words, it's a fetish. Because paraphilia is a you know, fetish. It's no, a technical term for believe fetishes. Believe me, I've got fetishes. You, you've got a lot of paraphilias. I've got a lot But remember of we talked about Albert Fish who had like 13 of them. Some of them were disgusting. Okay, my, my shit that I've got going is on not, is not shit urine. <laughs> it's not anything like Albert Fish because he was into stuff that is just... Just downright nasty. Nasty. and just, I'm just not an abusive person. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I, I can't see like, hey, what turns me on is let me put needles into your genitalia. Yeah, or that like is... drawing blood, like cutting you and drawing blood or, yeah, I mean, I'm right. sorry, defecating on somebody. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't make sense And to me. if that's your deal, that's your deal out there. Yeah. That, that, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't really judge. I just, just, to me, to me, right. ew. Now, this, I don't agree with this Pink next guy part. going on this shit. I don't agree with this next part because, you know, like I said, paraphilias are often called fetishes to the layman. However, it this part I don't agree with. It says, this doctor says that this involves a person who develops a fixation on an object or a set of conditions for arousal. Oh, no, I'm sorry. When a normal course of a human attraction gets diverted into an unusual or inappropriate avenue. Now, I don't agree with that part. Hold on. Uh, what's, the defini- what's the definition of inappropriate? Because that, that, that could change. Now, That's subjective, actually. Yeah, it's very subjective because, like, okay, to me, inappropriate is scat play. Anything yeah. with animals. Anything with children. Anything with blood. Anything, anything with blood. Yeah. You know, um, things like that. But to other people, some of the things that I do that, well, if you use a flogger on someone's ass, that's inappropriate. That's abuse. No, it is not. Um, Not with consent of an adult. Yeah, with an adult. It's not like you're beating her. Depends. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. That's what your mom wears. Anyway. Which is hot. Anyway, but um, no, um. So, yeah, so inappropriate is subjective. I will give you that. Yeah, and, and that that's where I have a problem with a lot of uh, psychological analysis. Right, right. Because they'll go, well, this is all inappropriate, and it's not really based on any scientific research. Right. It's based on an opinion. Exactly. Of that psychologist or psychiatrist that is Doing the report. That's, that's writing probably the paper. vanilla as fuck. Right. Uh, okay. What's well, not an missionary only? If you go home and you do missionary, and maybe a little, a little kiss, no tongue, you know, and yeah. maybe a little hug, hug. But nibbling on the nibbling on the ear, inappropriate. If you nibble on the ear, then obviously dirty talk, inappropriate. Yeah, it, all that shit. It's, yeah. it's a fucking opinion. Yeah. Just like mine, you know, is is an opinion of what I think is inappropriate. If a right. chick wants to poop on me, that's well, inappropriate. Right. That's gross. And I mean, and we talked about this because of something that came up, you know, with me and somebody else is that I hate feet. I hate my feet. I hate your feet. I hate anybody's feet. Don't touch mine. I won't touch yours. Dayton Leroy Rogers loves your don't, feet. <laughs> shut up. Don't mm. look at my feet. Tasty. Nothing. However, somebody actually like was not berating me to my face, but talking shit about me behind my back because they enjoy, they have a foot fetish. How can she not like feet? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, um, did you tell me about that? 
uh, we kind of talked about it. You know who I'm talking about, right? No. Um, we'll get into it in a minute. Yeah, we'll, we can talk about that yeah. off the air because. But I, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I I wasn't even there, but somebody, uh, you know, somebody who's really close to me told me about it. She goes, she goes, that's when I knew that I didn't like this person, you know, and so I just. It's the yeah. I don't understand f- fetish. However, I don't berate him for his fetish. You know what I mean. So what he likes is fine. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Totally doesn't mean everybody has to like it. Right. You know. Right. Right. So yeah, that's that's what I'm talking. And so you're right. Is inappropriate or unusual is a suggestive. You know. You know opinion. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't get the word out. Exactly, and I've I've had this discussion with some of my friends, um, because you know I'm, I'm I'm pretty open about what I do sexually, and uh, and I bring out the best in people, so people will talk to me, and uh, yeah, some of them said that. Well, I don't know, like I guess I I'll do like doggy style, or I'll do like missionary. Sometimes she can be yeah, on top, like and it's, what? And that that's really that's that's it. Vanilla. Oh, wait a minute, do you go down on her? Oh no, do you expect her to give you a blowjob? Oh yeah, it's like so. Oh, yeah, I hate that. It's like um okay to me. Everything that person said to me that, and this was a real conversation, is inappropriate. Right. Why? Because you can't expect her to give you head right. if you're not going to go you can't, down. It, everything should be turned about fair play. Uh, exactly. You I, know, with, with, with exceptions. Give I mean, and take. You know, if, if she said, "Look, I hate it when people go down on me. It's yeah, not my thing." That, that's, that's fine. True. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, to me, that is all inappropriate. Right. You know, but to them, me having a bondage kit. Right. It's inappropriate. Which, I'm telling you, I stumbled upon an accident. It's only because I liked the decorative box and I wanted to look at it better. That's all. It's actually I a box that my, my... very. It's nice. It's intricate. And I was like, oh, this is pretty. And I happened to open it to see what it was like on the inside. And I hurried up and shut it. Yeah, that that, that was from my Aunt Doris. Yeah, <laughs> The boxes, not the stuff. No, yeah, the box. I know, I my, my, my Aunt Doris isn't sending me you, shit like that. When I mentioned you to the beginning, it's, uh, you know, when I first found it, I go, oh, yeah, I found your little box in your closet, you know, by accident. And you go, yeah, my Aunt Doris sent it to me. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, some of these, you know, paraphilias are pe- wearing p- certain fabrics, like fishnet stockings, Freaking latex, like whole body suits, right? Um, well, get, or not even just nylon, even. Well, I, I, and I was going to mention that, and that's I'm glad that you actually mentioned that because fetishes go mild too. Like one of right. my, one of my, I got two huge fetishes that just get me going every time. Number one, a chick wearing white panties and a oh. white bra, all cotton. That's my problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I fucking, I love, to, for some reason, like, right. I, I tipped a stripper extra because she kept that on. Right. And uh, and, and I, I end up dating her Well, and on. it's not that it's cotton either. It's just the color. It's No, it's the cotton. It has to be cotton. Oh, it has to be cotton? Yeah, and it can't be granny panties. Or, or a chick coming out wearing a button-up shirt, especially a flannel shirt. Right. And and panties. Or this. This is this is one that everybody's going to be your fucking freak. Well, and this is the one that... A, a, a woman washing right. dishes with her bare hands in soapy water. And I don't know why. Yeah. So, well, see, and that to me, is, to me that is like, okay, only because I don't understand it. Not because I think it's gross or inappropriate. It's just, 
okay, I just don't understand why. You know, and you can't even explain why. I, I Yeah, and I have a degree in psychology. I can't yeah. even tell you why. I've psychoanalyzed that shit. Anyway, continue on. Yeah. We, 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 we broke that down into because this is a fetish we're talking about. Right, and so, you know, there's also role-playing with a partner or watching Ooh, certain yeah. types of, like, pornographic oh, hell movies, yeah. movies, even if they're not explicit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, However, totes. there are severe cases where paraphilia can actually interfere with norm with normal arousal patterns, and they can prevent healthy adult relationships, right? And we've talked about. I mean, we kind of talked about it with Albert Fish. Yes. So at lower levels, though, they're commonly they actually should be characterized as kinks, you know, and there may be processed as private preferences that don't have consequences for any person's life okay now because it affects a person's choice of partner hybristophilia is somewhat more consequential than a pre predilection for like scented candles or wearing the latex people with this condition actually sometimes privately fantasize about relationships and or having sex with these criminals they will Fixate on media stories like being grossed in them and, uh, and their widely publicized crimes and the people who commit them or engage in risky behavior to find a person who matches their fantasy, right? Because somebody might have a fantasy of being with, I don't know, Dayton Leroy Rogers, just to throw that line oh out my there. God. But because Todd didn't like commit those kind of crimes, then they wouldn't have a fascination with him. And I'm glad that you had mentioned that because as soon as you started talking about it, I remember a research thing that we did when I was in college, mm -hmm. which is because uh, there, there, there were surveys that were done and we, we participated in surveys with these type of people. Right. And some of the fantasies go into this, the, 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 pers yeah. the, the, the person who per perpetrated the crime committing the crime on them. Everything from being choked oh, yeah, that can, until they yeah. die to... Well, there's such a thing as death porn. Yeah, and, and, and being actually stabbed right. while they're having sex. Right. I mean, and we've and, talked... We covered somebody... I think we covered this guy who... He said that this guy he murdered wanted him to cannibalize him. So he, like, yeah. did they, they both... While he was alive, yeah, yeah. with no anesthesia, tried to cut off his genitalia yeah 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 i remember i th that was yeah. an early episode that was yeah. like in the that I, was back in june of 2022 or around that time because yeah. when i was gone with my you know my personal issues but yeah it's that kind of thing that you know it's like they say and we talked about that girl that woman remember who wanted who said she had a fantasy for somebody to murder her and she found somebody who did yeah yeah i, I remember that one yeah, yeah. The, and uh yeah so there is that. And, um, but what it is also is the person who has hybristophilia actually will often make major life decisions, such as taking a job in a, at a correctional facility or moving like from Canada down to Florida, you know, making those major decisions just to satisfy those urges. That they so have. That, that leads to me to another question. That leads me to another question, though. Yeah. You remember when we did Antoinette, the, the, the cop? Oh, yeah, yeah, Antoinette, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was a, like a police officer. Yeah, yeah. And What was her last name? Antoinette. Um, Frank. Frank. 
and she, fell in love with the drug dealer. Yeah, and she she becomes she she's a cop. Mm-hmm. She's doing great as a cop. Right. She had commendations and everything. And I I'm not sure, but I, I, I think she busted him or something like that. If I remember correctly, yeah, I was trying to remember the episode, but. Then you fall in love with a drug dealer and you actually murder people because of your boyfriend. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that would kind of almost fall into the same hyperstophilia. Oh, I think it would. Aspect of it. I think it would. Because he's already a criminal. Yeah. And he, but he's not incarcerated. No, but it doesn't matter. This is according to like, people who like do dangerous things or are criminals to begin with. Not just because they're incarcerated, but because they're criminals. You know, okay. Which I, I, I understand falling in love with the bad boy, but the bad boy, no. Well, that's why my first ex-wife fell in love with me. I, well, yeah, she told me we, that. We, we've all discussed that as a yeah, fact my of that. favorite, my favorite ex-wife. Yeah, because I, I asked her. I said, "What made you marry him?" Because Here I am, a Harley. He used to have a porn stash. I'm just telling. Everybody it was right. sexy. We no, should post dude. that picture so people can see my porn stash. When uh, no, dude, because I was yeah. like, I was like, the '70s called. They want their porn stash oh, back. Piss off! That was awesome. <laughs> no, um, but um, it wasn't bushy, but yeah. So yeah, I, I'm just wondering if that fall because they're not incarcerated yet, right? But it's the same right. set of circumstances. But there's one big exception: is that um, I'm, I'm, I wish my brain didn't leak because I would have remembered doing this in fucking college. Right. I knew I had heard hybristophilia before. I just it didn't fucking hit. Anyway, well, um, yeah, because th- I I just read this sentence that it says it's people with this condition privately fantasize about relationships or sex. With people who com- uh, with their widely publicized crimes and the people who commit them or engage in increasingly risky behavior. Oh, okay. So it's not just yeah. people that are no. Okay. It's not just it's people just who are. Inco- yeah, it's just risky behavior. You know that dangerous. Yo, I've been out of college it. for more than thirty years. I know you have. I mean, and so. I still am still amazed that you like you know graduated with de- three degrees. I take you what on paper? and I'm not talking about three degrees of separation or like temperature. I'm amazed too, and here's why. And I tell everybody this, and it's a, it's a, it's a fact. On uh, uh, on paper, yeah. I look like a fucking genius. You are a genius. I mean, you and I both have high IQs. And you know, you look down and you go, "Wow, three fucking degrees." He's got a master's degree. His IQ is is fucking two huge. bachelor degrees. And then um, you know, you know, and. Then all of a sudden, and you go, man, this man, the, the, he's, he's just amazing. Must be a smart guy. Men's a level IQ. And then you see me in my real life, and you're then, like. Then he says something to you. You're like, dude, you're dumb as fuck. Yeah, you're looking at the paperwork, and then you're looking at me going, this can't, this, this is? No, no. This is the same guy? Not, he's not like, the same, same. He's, he's half fucking retarded. <laughs> That's no, no, not same, same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't do this that can't, anymore. My wrist hurts. This can't be the same guy, man. This guy's yeah. half retarded on yeah. a good day. Yeah, that's yeah. me. And it's like, you know what? You got to turn on your computer and do this and pull it up like this. And you're like, huh? I don't get it. You know, intern, come here. Do it for me. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's what I do. Okay. And here's the, here's the fucked up thing with our intern. He is good at what he does. Okay, He is. He's and, and he'll tell me, good. okay, here's what you got to do. You have to hit control and then this letter here and this letter here. And yeah. this will do this and this and this. And this is everything that you need. And yeah. I will write it the fuck down. Right. And I'm following. Okay, I hit control and I hit this and I hit this and I all of a sudden my well, computer looks at me and goes, "Um, we're well, going to sleep." He talks about it too. He's, I mean, he said this before that you know, you know, in real life when he's talking about this because he watches a lot of just instructional YouTube videos. Like he doesn't even own an Apple device, but he will watch Apple 
you know, yeah. YouTube videos just because he has that thirst for knowledge. But when it comes to on paper, like he said, he didn't do very well in school. Yeah. You no, know, so he's like a genius well, on the outside and not, you know, he did well in school until it went to remote but, learning. But right. that's a whole different subject. But um so yeah, okay. but, you know, now yeah, that I'm glad that so I'm like I'm glad we're know. kind of on track though with the with the because yeah. I thought and I was trying to remember if if that was a qualifier with the you know, using Antoinette Frank yeah, as, it did, as an example. Totally it is a qualifier. Okay. So she had the high bridge mm-hmm. to feel you too. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. Because I mean Think of everything she gave up. She gave up her life. Yeah. I mean, Basically. she's in prison for the rest of her fucking I mean, life. She gave up a light to this day, but that yeah. is true. That, I mean, be, be, before I even berate her on every, on anything, I, I will say it a million times. Her response letter back to us for, uh, you know, yeah, coming on correspond. the show and correspond was well, even ex- just to correspond. Extremely polite. Oh so polite. Very nice. Yeah, because we've had just, some. A sweetheart. up wines. Oh, we have. You know, from people who don't want to be on the show, but they are messed up, you know, communications. Hers was just, you know what, thank you for having an interest in everything, but I just don't feel like, you know, having this kind of, you know, kind of correspondence right now. And yeah. I'm like, okay, thank you. And, and some of them are like that, but, was, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, we have so, some messed up ones. But don't make me rinse to Nico Jenkins. With her in prison, <laughs> honestly... With her, and I, I gotta admit this, man. With yeah. her letter and her response, it totally doesn't match up, does it? I kind of have a little bit of an affection for her. Yeah, but it's like a healthy respect. It, it you is. Know, it's not like a you're in love with her, but it's a healthy respect, I, which is a sort of infa- affection. I'm not gay, but fucking uh, Patrick Kearney. <laughs> Dude, you love Patrick Kearney. I I might do some sh- gay, some shady gay shit. Yeah, we have talked about. It. <laughs> and, know, and, like, and, and here's the reason. Here's the reason. It's yeah. not because he's good looking. And it's not because he's a serial killer. It's not because he's a serial he's not killer. That serial killer. I value, and this is one of my internal things: is I value, um, intelligence. Exactly. Exactly. And being. Elegant, because okay, yeah, and eloquent, and, yes, yeah. So it, it, if if I'm with a chick, okay, and she talks in eubonics, <laughs> that is, and this that doesn't matter the color, by the way, white, black, green, purple, doesn't matter. Yeah, um, and, but or if she's coming, like, yeah, if she looks at me, and goes, "Let me ask you a question, Scott," I'm like, or, or starts talking text uh, out loud, you know, like, "LOL, BTW, BRB." Oh my god, I hate that. Yeah, shit like that. I'm I'm sitting there going, um, this date's ending in like. Two seconds. Yeah, or even that day. valley girl. Oh my gosh. Oh, and twirls no her shit. hair on her finger. Fuck I mean, me don't get me wrong. That. I twirl my hair sometimes when I'm nervous or I'm just sitting there thinking. On your head or on your chin? <laughs> my hair on my head because it's long, so I'll just <laughs> twirl it. But, you know, that kind of like dumb blonde. I mean, I'm not making fun of all blondes, but that's just a stereotype. The dumb blonde aspect of it. Right. You um, know. That's that's a turn off for me. But yeah. when I was communicating back and forth with, uh, with Patrick Kearney. His letters were amazing amazing very well written his handwriting is immaculate impeccable <laughs> very intelligent very cohesive yes um and the way that everything was worded made me made it sound like him and i've known each other for a while right and we're just we're, we're just having conversation right. between two friends about intellectual things exactly so exactly that kind of i mean yeah. Fuck it, I'm, I'm going to admit this on fucking air. Jesus fucking Christ. 
I knew his letters would come in once a week. Oh, yeah. And that they would come in Tuesday or Wednesday. Yep. And come Tuesday or Wednesday, I was at that fucking mailbox. He 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 was. He like we get off work early and wait for no wait for the mail. I've done that more than once. <laughs> you know, going oh my god, Patrick's sending me a fucking letter. I know that's why it upsets you that he doesn't write you anymore. I mean, we have our theories. It's because but... I'm not I'm not really gay, and he found out that I'm not gay. Yeah, because Scott mentioned his girlfriend, then all of a sudden the letter stopped. Yeah, but that's. I mean, but yeah, it's like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. When I have certain people that say, hey, I mailed you out a letter, I'll be like, oh, okay. So like in two days, I'll make sure I check my mail, you know, because I enjoy the correspondence I have with them. Right. So, I mean, so, but I can understand why some people, male or female, would, would yeah. develop an attraction right. to, to somebody who is incarcerated once they right. start commuting. I don't understand the whole Ted Bundy thing because you're in court with a bunch of women dressed up like his victims. And then yeah. all of a sudden go, I want to blow this dude. Me? Yeah, marry me. I want to blow this dude. I don't yeah. understand that. I don't either. But see, and this affection and everything doesn't mean you're in love. Because that's a totally different feeling. No, very much. Yeah. Very much. Like, I'm in love with my dog. Um, <laughs> me too. I'm in love with my doggy too. <laughs> I mean, I have so much affection for my dog. It's disgusting. My dog's fucking totally just an idiot. <laughs> Your dog's a twat. She hates other dogs. She, she was adorable last night, man. She jumped up on the bed. Her and I were Aww. talking. And she's just being cute. Yeah. So, you know, so this, I mean, so I'm going to ask you, I mean, going to, you know, a lot of people are going to ask this question again. Is hybristophilia a mental illness? But if we, we, you know, consult mental health people, you know, people in the mental health field, a proper mental disorder is actually characterized by clinically significant disturbances in their perception of reality, ability to think, and their regulations of emotions or behavioral output. So when the disturbance rises to the point that it interferes with their ability to live a normal life, then clinicians will diagnose it as a mental illness. But to do this, doctors and therapists in the U.S. actually typically refer to the DSM-5, mm -hmm. and they compare the patient's symptoms with the most current research. You know, and I, I didn't look this up, but I don't believe that hybristophilia is listed in there. I think it should be because of these qualifiers it, yeah, right here. Yeah, if it's that extent. Because yeah. I've, I've, I remember reading case studies. Uh, Back in college and, and even uh, within the last few years where um, people, mostly women, uh, the, 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 the ones that I read were specifically women, fell in love with somebody in prison. Right. Divorced their husbands. Oh, yeah, totally. And I, I, left yeah. their kids. Oh, yeah. Pretty well said, you know what? Fuck all you people. Yeah. To, Gave up everything. To pursue a non-sexual relationship. Right. So, yeah, that is actually, I mean, I would and, say that and, that and is their college. ability to live a normal life. And, you know, it's a disturbance of their, you know, their ability to think straight. Well, and back in college, conjugal visits were still a thing. Oh, yeah. Because, like I said, I've been out of college for like yeah. 30 years. Um, 130, but that's okay. <laughs> graduated early. What can I say? <laughs> Anywho. Before he was born. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was born this fucking smart. But, um, <laughs> and this retarded. But, um. So, um, basically destroying their own life. Right. Because you have to figure, like, okay, so, like, when I was in college in the 90s. Right. Um, you know, uh, 
image is still everything today, but in the 80s, 90s, uh, it, it was even more. So you're living in a neighborhood. You know, you've got your neighborhood friends and everything right. like that. you got shared friends with you and your, and your old man or you and your wife. And then you blow all that out the window right. and go, hey, I'm in you love with. Job. Yeah. Yes. I'm in love with Rick over here who's on death row. Right. Because he killed five women. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and it's going to that extent. Then, yeah, that, right. that becomes a mental disorder. You're, right. And I'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. That's the difference, though, between, uh, like, a drug addict right. and somebody who recreationally uses drugs. You know? Right. Um, I mean, drug, addi- drug addiction is not necessarily a mental illness. But what leads to that addiction is. Yes. Because uh, yeah. normally, like me, when I, when I was using. Yeah. Um, it's, it's self-medicating. Exactly. Me too. I was self-medicating because of my ADHD, my PTSD, and my bipolar. That's why I go off on you all the time. Because you're a fucking nut job. That's, see? Bipolar. <laughs> no, but yeah, because, I mean, that's what leads to the drug addiction. You know? Like, for instance, veterans who go to alcoholism or heroin addiction, it's because they're trying to self-medicate. You know, that PTSD or whatever they have. You know what I mean? So it just makes me wonder, and this is why I'm, I'm bringing this back into it, is that if it can also be considered an addiction, because, okay, oh. true crime is an addiction. Oh, totally. we got to admit that. We have plenty of People, fans that yes. live for true crime. Dude, they are, they are so, not infatuated so much, but what's the word I'm looking for? It's not even intrigued. It's like, Obsessive, about right? It. So if they don't get their daily dose of true crime, yeah, they're it's like, over. Yeah, uh, exactly. They'll go into withdrawals. I mean, but I mean, we've had listeners actually, and I'm going to bring this up real quick. We've actually had listeners complain when we only posted two episodes one week. No shit. And I'm not going to mention any names, Melissa. That was just one of them. <laughs> Jesus, we got some hate mail, man. We did. We got some serious fucking hate mail over yeah, that. We got shit. people that stuck up for us, but yeah, like, it's hey, like man, these so are they busy. don't get that. I mean, they used us releasing three episodes a week because we did talk about you know when we went from five to three, we explained that to them. Right. So but, I, yeah. I just wonder if it's along the same lines to where, and I only because I work things out in my head weird. Oh yeah. You, you start off with liking true crime. For example, right. Okay, and then you find, I don't know, maybe you're slightly aroused by. Uh, you're like, oh my like, gosh! Is this- actually, oh this this started off as him choking her as a game, and then, you know, kind of progressed. And that I can really pretty- get into that. Not really all the way, but kind of. And then you find somebody who fits that need. Uh, that's right. As an example, right. you know, so all of a sudden you're like, hey man, Bob over here. He started off choking and killed two people. It's kind of hot. <laughs> I, I, I just, that's how my brain works. I, yeah. I, I wonder about the other aspects because well, it's, it's, yeah. it's easy to make a blanket statement. Right. You know, and, like, hey, yeah. if, you, if you fit these qualifiers right here in the DSM or if it, even if it's not right. in the DSM, then you fit this category. I always wonder... You're actually getting ahead of me because that was the next. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I'm sorry. I mean, no, it's like because you kept going. I'm like, wait a minute. He's getting way ahead of me. Sorry, my, 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 you know how my brain I works. I know. It's and, just... Well, it's like, yeah, because sometimes you like you do this a lot. But, you know, so the reason why there is no qualification as a mental illness is because the mental 
health industry is there's no consensus about it. And mainly because there's a limited amount of research. Nobody's done a whole lot of research on this phenomenon like they have, for instance, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Because bipolar disorder, when you go into a manic phase, you can totally like quit your job, leave your family, that kind of thing. I think it's because of the lack of that it doesn't make any money. You can't you can't treat anybody for hyperstophilia. That's true there's, because there, there's no medication yeah. out there. What for do you it? you can't medicate that shit? You can do it for schizophrenia. You can, you can do, do it for bipolar. Yeah. You right. can do it for PTSD, ADHD, yeah. everything else. But yeah. what do you give somebody to change a pro- <laughs> Xanax uh, go to sleep? A proclivity that they have, you know, like hey man, my thing is like I yeah. get off on watching porn where where I chicks mean, get yeah. choked. Because you know? even medically I, induced uh, castration is doesn't cure the illness. Right, because so, you're still thinking yeah. about... And that's a fetish as well, just yeah. saying. Oh, no, it is. It is. So, I mean, yeah. Y- okay, and, and we can bring that up. Like, And this is my big thing against child molesters. Let's say that you, you chemically castrate a child molester. Yeah, they can't use they can, their genitalia. Right, exactly. But that proclivity is still that there. Move, that doesn't change their mind. Yeah, they're still you know? thinking the same way. Yeah. There's even no way if, to alter even that. Even if you physically castrate them, make them a eunuch. Doesn't alter their train of thought. Agreed. Agreed. You know, but so, but let's talk about this. And so it's very controversial because there's differing degrees and we've talked about the differing degrees. You know, there's, you know, Antoinette Frank on the lower level and then there's Carol Boone on the higher level, you know, because she actually married a man who raped and murdered with exceptional cruelty. I mean, this is just a Florida case. Those sorority girls. I mean, like, right. mutilated them, and it was so bad. So that's an extreme, me- I mean, that's an extreme case of it. So, and it did disrupt her life, and it was not a sign of it. That's not a healthy relationship. No. Yeah, you no, know? In, in no way is that a healthy relationship. Right. So, but, you know, it says that mo- most hybristophiliacs have the less extreme cases. So they're actually, an, there's an unknown number of people who actually secretly fantasize about crime and criminals without even telling anybody. Okay, I'm going to bring this up. I think Jen Dahl's one of them. I, I agree. <laughs> I think she sends me so much true crime shit. I'm like, dude. I think she wants to fucking skin a real life person. <laughs> she's well, not just as that. Shit. It's like, just like, because she's like engrossed in true crime. But for those people, that paraphilia has no impact on their lives. She still conducts a normal life, even though she's crazy as fuck. So, you know, so, she so she a says. Normal life. She goes to work. She has a son. She spends time with her family. She you probably know. has a fucking little she space. Cooks she cooks dinner because she was cooking one night when we video chatted. Probably cooking a person. <laughs> no, it was chicken, but okay. Hey, that, that's what it always tastes like chicken. No, it tastes like pork. Oh, that's right. She's like, We're having pork for dinner. <laughs> hey, have you seen our neighbor Bob? Yeah, Where'd he I go? mean, she and she's raised like, her son to graduate from high school, so she has a relatively normal life. You know, so I would say that she has. Prob- I mean, I'm not saying that she fantasizes about being with these people. But she kind of like fantasizes about crime and criminals because I think she wake up in the morning saying, "What articles can I see today?" I think she masturbates to them, but that's right. just me. So, <laughs> but that actually has no impact on their lives. So, therefore, how do you diagnose that as a mental illness? You really can't. No, and that's true. That's true. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm almost done. I let me quick. Okay, we yeah, might go I, gave a you little. The, I gave you the five minute marker. Yeah, we might have to not talk right now. So, but there's no reason why this develops. Like most fetishes and paraphilias, it actually seems to be a combination of some genetic factors, the environmental factors, and the chance it causes the condition to develop. Just, you know, it does. So let's talk about the genetic factors. It's an overwhelmingly feminine condition. There's hardly any male subjects who, you know, show signs of it unless they're secretive about it. So this may be because of the evolved preference of women for that strong, protective man which in most cases, the extreme form can be mistaken for a violent controlling man. Okay, and I'll get into that in here in just a second. So while they're health, they while they have a some women have a healthy attraction to certain types, you know, like the bad boy, the motorcycle. I know, you know. Well, I know. I'm just giving you markers. <laughs> you know, they would normally stop short of abusive and dangerous criminals. Okay, so. Uh, but there's outliers who feel attraction beyond the tolerance point most women have for aggressive behavior. But then there's the case of genetics or childhood trauma, a case that be made for childhood environmental triggering that though no, there's no conclusive link, a woman who has been abused or neglected may develop an unhealthy attraction as an adult to men who are violently transgressed against rules and laws. So that can sometimes emerge as a sexual attraction. Then we have the social factors. It's possible that condi social conditioning relates to hybridophilia. Because after pictures of Ted Bundy's victims were printed in the papers, a number of people commented that they all had a similar look. With long brown hair, parted in the middle, large ear hoop earrings. And before long, women started appearing in court. I'm almost done. Women started appearing in court um, to look like this because, you know, it's what he liked. And it's, you know, they could that they were seeking his attention or somebody's attention. So it can have damaging consequences for some women who have it and carry things too far. They will seek out violent partners, but not only puts them and their children at risk, it can potentially create a partner in crime for men who are set apart by their ability to manipulate. So at a low end, this hypostrophilia manifests as a private sexual fetish where harm is not done. But for women who seek out the most attractive criminals, they can find out, find and put themselves in harm's way just to be with them. You know, a strong family and peer support network, willingness to communicate other emotional disorders, the women might have are key to limiting the damage this, you know, this fetish can cause. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's I all I have. I told you I could get through it. Okay, so I'm going to put this out there to our listeners. What do you think about this? Okay? Yes. Um, go on. Uh, we're going to post it on Facebook, too. But you can also send us an email about it at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Give us your opinion on it. Okay, I gave that out. Remember, folks, you can also join us on Facebook. Uh, you know, look for... Citizens Citizen of Brutal Nation. Nation. God mm -hmm. dang, I did everything out of order. Now my brain's all fucked up. I know. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. And remember, if you're hearing this or any part of this on Wait, any wait. Don't forget to buy the book. Oh, yeah. Buy Todd Kolab's book. Todd and Tammy's Todd and Tammy's. You what the fuck me. ever? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, now go with if you hear. Yeah. yeah this show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. If you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're lying. Except for Metal Cross Radio. Oh, except for Metal Cross Radio. They're lying. Thieves.
Bastards. bastards. And we will talk to you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.